High FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. Well, what we're going to be looking at now are an update on the war with Hamas, the responses of the Israeli public towards the IDF, how they have continued to keep high morale and support, and for how long can we foresee this war continuing, and how far are we in terms of destroying Hamas? Well, joining us online, just to look a bit closely at this issue, we have Lieutenant Colonel Peter Lerner, an IDF spokesperson. Lieutenant Colonel, good afternoon to you, and thank you for joining us. Good uh, good afternoon. Great to be here. Thank you. Great to have you on board once again on the afternoon uh, overdrive, Lieutenant Colonel. So uh, as I've laid the foundation for our conversation this afternoon, uh, how how would you uh, sum up the uh, present position at the moment regarding uh, IDF operations in Gaza? How would you gauge the war on the ground uh, for the IDF? What progress are we looking at? Yeah, sure. The reality is one that every day that goes by, we are taking away piece piece by piece the infrastructure that Hamas has built over the last 16 years. Um, The reality is the, the, I would say the the core efforts currently and today and over the last recent days have actually been in the south of the Gaza Strip, particularly in the area of uh, Khan Yunus, uh, which is the second largest town in the Gaza Strip and the birthplace of Yehya Sinwar, the prime minister of uh, Hamas and the mastermind of the October 7th attack. attack. Mm-hmm. So we are, um, and in this, uh, the course of the last day, we've released more footage, how our forces, our commander brigade has advanced forward, has engaged the enemy in close quarters combat, has uh, dismantled and destroyed elements of their tunnel system, but also has taken out many of their terrorists um, uh, through different, uh, I would say, deceptive operations, deception operations, right. bringing them out, luring them out into different areas and taking them out. This is a, a part of the combat. And I think what we do see um, is an intensification of the combat, precisely because mm. we are moving closer and closer to that lion's den. Lieutenant Colonel, um, the tun- this tunnel, this extensive tunnel system, which the IDF is, uh, which IDF continues to stumble upon, it seems as if uh, there's there's still much to be uncovered so far. How much more is expected? So we are taking out the core hubs of this tunnel system. Mm-hmm. The tunnel system is itself has, has has meant to create and and to actually give Hamas the flexibility to operate freely. And as we take out their centers of the, the, the hubs of that of those uh, uh, networks, they are finding it difficult to mobilize, difficult to organize counterattacks, to launch attacks against our forces. Um, right. So they are being dismissed throughout the Gaza Strip. Um, I wouldn't say the, the, the mission isn't to destroy each and every single tunnel. I think that would be if they have mm-hmm. hundreds of miles of of tunnels that they've built over the years, that would be a very, very high feat, but not necessarily our goal. The goal is to make sure that the tunnels cannot be an advantage on the battleground for once, for one, on one hand, and also that where hostages are being held, we can either create the opportunity to release them or create enough pressure that they are moved elsewhere so that they can be perhaps released in a in a uh, agreement or deal mm. that could be realized through diplomacy. From our perspective, the, uh, the the tools of terror, whether it's the aerial capabilities, the drone capabilities that they've developed over the years, or the tunnel system, or the rocket capabilities, they're all free game for us. These are core key components of our war effort, key components that every single piece of them, they need to be dismantled or diminished in a way that they can no longer 
pose a threat against mm. Israel. Lieutenant Colonel, um, not too long ago, I stumbled across a, um, an article uh, talking about a buffer zone that is going to be established, a one kilometer wide buffer zone. Can you tell us a bit more about that? So there are many reports about that, and I don't mm -hmm. want to relate specifically. Of course, the, there is a need for a new operational reality mm -hmm. and where Hamas have utilized uh, specific locations to conduct their attacks, to launch the attack on the 7th of October, then of course we need to make sure that they can never be used again as staging grounds against our people, uh, mm -hmm. against the communities, against the military bases. This is a reality that, that those locations uh, were specifically used in order to attack um, Israel on the 7th of October. Right. And this is means requires basically for us to make sure that they cannot be used again uh, for that for that for those terrorist activities. Indeed. Lieutenant Colonel, um, looking at the overall morale of all uh, combatants, uh, how, how do you see that situation at the moment? Um, can, do we still see, that, uh, do we still see a, a, a distinct purpose go, go, going forward in this war? Any, do we still see them holding, their, holding to their objective? We don't see the, 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 the length of this war taking any toll of them at this point in time. Well, of course, it's very challenging to maintain a high level of morale. But from what I can say and from what I'm experiencing, both with the people that I'm meeting, uh, the officers, the soldiers, the reservists that are, that are coming out, there is sometimes a sense that, yes, we have no choice. It's a reality from Israel's perspective that we have, literally, we have no choice uh, but to maintain and continue to push forward to make sure that Hamas can never do it again. I think the most pressing issue or the most important comment my wife said to me on the morning of the 7th of October. She mm. said to me, Peter, they're coming for us too. And I don't live anywhere near the border area. I live just outside of Tel Aviv. And so I think, and that still is very, very representative of how pe people, Israelis, reservists, sure. servicemen, mm -hmm. servicewomen, feel today that we have no choice. Uh, we have to fight. We have to be strong. We have to make sure that Hamas can never take advantage of the power of government again. Uh, and also to send a very clear message to Hezbollah in the north that if they are thinking that they can have one over on us, if they are thinking that they could take advantage mm. of Israeli society, mm. um, that they are very, very dearly and very, very uh, extensively mistaken. We live in a neighborhood where there are still too many people that have not come to terms with our existence. And we are currently at a st in a state of war against one organization that is bent on our destruction. Right. Um, perhaps before the 7th of October, we did not believe that. Mm -hmm. Now we know it. And we also know that they keep saying, given the chance that they will do it again and again and again. As Ghazi Hamid said it without any shame, without an ounce of shame, he said it on, uh, on uh, Lebanese television. So from our perspective, and I can say the morale is very high. Uh, I'd say it, the people, some of the people mm -hmm. that I've met are uh, the reservists that have been let out of service are actually quite disappointed that they're being let out. So I think um, there's a very deep understanding that the situation needs mm. to change. There's sure. a deep understanding that it won't change if we just wish it away. And therefore, we have no alternative but to fight for our security, our safety, and for our families. Lieutenant Colonel, very quickly, um, we're on day 111 of the war. Our, having said that, uh, our are we looking at any key objectives to ending this horrific war at the moment in terms of ceasefires going forward, as an example, and, and any objectives to, uh, well, 
allow a foundation to at least end it and uh, yeah, put an end to this, in, this entire conflict? So nobody in Israel really wants a war. I mean, we would be happy for the war to be over. Uh, but I think the conditions of any ceasefire of the end of the war needs to be very, very clear that Hamas no longer have the power of government, need to be the release of all of the hostages that are being held, mm-hmm. and a sec- an improved security situation. That is what we are fighting for. Um, uh, that it needs to be the outcome of this war uh, that will end that threat, will restore the families together and, and, and unite the families that have been split up because of Hamas's atrocities and the communities that, that have been uh, evacuated from southern Israel, but also from northern Israel, can go back home safe and sound. Indeed. Um, that, those are the conditions for the war. It could end today if Hamas uh, unconditionally surrendered, laid down its weapon, released the uh, hostages. Um, but we both know that they are, have no intention on doing that. They've said so. Um, so we have to we have to pursue them. Indeed. Lieutenant Colonel, thank you so much. We're going to have to leave it there. Thank you for your time, uh, just to give us a background from a military perspective as to uh, where progress on the war stands, at the progress in terms of getting this war over and done and dealing with the enemy. And uh, yes, hoping for a safe and a peaceful solution to this entire situation. Lieutenant Colonel Peter Lerner, an IDF spokesperson.